Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, two feet away from Reed. In the flesh. This week we're going to be talking about Jojo Rabbit, but before we get to that, we're going to give our pick for favorite satirical film. So Ty, what did you find out from that list that you just looked at? What did you find out from that look list I just looked at? That... I found out that Four Lions is considered a satirical film, and that's one of my favorite movies anyway, so it's easy to say what, that. What's it making fun of? I don't... Terrorists. Terrorists. <sighs> yeah. I think I'm going to say... Well, I like Men in Tights. Ro- the Robin Hood film? Yeah. I think that works. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think I watch a lot of... Or I don't think satirical films are my favorite. I don't know if they always work so well or if they're very successful. There was that one about Stalin that came out last year and I hated it. I thought it was kind of funny. Ugh. I would guess I like satirical films more than you. Yes. So that might be where we're going to have a divide here. Yes. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Uh, We've been hanging out uh, this weekend in California and... Uh, Ty has not told me any thoughts about Jojo Rabbit yet to save it for the hot, you know, get it on mic. Yeah. <laughs> but I cannot wait to hear what you thought of this movie, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it had, <laughs> it had some successful moments. I think there was some good comedy in it. A few moments. Yes. And some, I don't know, effective sadness. What is that? Effective sadness? What is that? Well, do you mean what is effective sadness? Yes, that's like the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like it helps you feel something or, or realize, you know, like they have these really light Nazi characters the whole movie. And then his mom is dead. His mom is hung, killed, executed. He feels bad for an hour, sits down by her. And then goes back and lives by himself in his house on his own. Did that not strike you as crazy? What do you think would should have happened? He should have. He would have got sent to his aunts or his grandmothers or some adult would have uh, intervened. Or when they arrested his mother, they would have also taken him. I could see that would make sense. Yeah, and also the. To have a daughter, to have a girl claim that she's a daughter that's died and then just in passing to say, well, no one really knew that our daughter died. So I guess we can get away with it and never explain what the crap that means. That was pretty weird. I I noticed that line as well. Okay. Uh, Seemed, I mean, just, yeah, anyway, it wasn't realistic. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be, but uh, he lives in a fairy tale land where. His mother dies, and the next day he's fine, as far as I can tell, and just continued on his life exactly how it was when he was with his mother. Well, yeah. Okay. So you got to make that leap and believe it. I think for me, I mean, it's a fundamental thing about the sense of humor that we've talked about before. I just, it's a nihilistic sense of humor that he has. The um, Taika Waititi? Yeah, Taika Waititi. It's, uh, it's negative humor. Do you think that's something he's starting to express more recently or he's always had that? No, it's always that way. But you like some of his earlier movies. Uh, I hated, the- I did not like Thor Ragnarok. 
but hunt for the wilder people. Uh, I mean, it's, for no. me, it's the same tone problem. Like it, that one was more endearing and characters that I could more relate to. Okay. More realistic, but the humor for me is always I'm trying to think of a good way of putting it. I mean, it's snarky. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I a little, but isn't that what, isn't satire supposed to be kind of that biting humor? Yeah, I guess that's why I don't like satire. I so, am oh yeah, maybe all come coming back together. Okay. Um, and also, I mean, I feel like there. Def- I definitely laughed in it, but there were a lot of jokes that didn't land. Like, I remember the one Hit- when Hitler was saying, "I'm going to go home and eat a unicorn or something." Or I can't. He is eating a unicorn in that one. At the scene, end, the he end. does. But yeah, I think they talk about it before then. And it's just weird. It's not really funny. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know. I think, I think what TD does, does a really good job with the delivery. I mean, I think he's effective at what he's trying to do and he is pretty funny. Like, I think that first scene that is heavily used in the trailers is very funny when first, when he's, when Hitler first appears. Oh yeah. But I also don't think there's that much payoff for why does he have an imaginary friend of Hitler and what, and what does that matter? Like, it just feels like uh, it doesn't pay off for me or, or there's no, like, do we have a sense of why? I think it is it sort of shows his inner change from being more of a fanatic at the beginning to more open and understanding at the end. The kid, and the kids feel, you know, inner feelings and his relationship with Hitler reflects that change on the screen. But we only see that in that one moment. Where he finally is curse, right. curses him and says, get out of here. Or, well, I can't remember what he says, but. Don't you think it builds a little bit? He's like, well, you, what, you're getting along so well with this girl. Why are, what's happening with this relationship? And he's suspicious of the mother. Well, no. He's suspicious. Hitler's There's, suspicious of the mother? Isn't there a moment where he's up on the bridge and he's looking at them with binoculars as they're climbing up the stairs? Yeah, but I, I go, okay. I didn't take that as. Suspicious of the mother. I feel like Hitler's so dumb from the very beginning that when he comes back and he's in the last scene, I think, or maybe the, the second to last scene where he's his clothes are blown apart and and he's angry all of a sudden. Why wasn't he angry at the beginning when? So why give him any humanization? Well, like I I feel like at the beginning, ah, shoot, I just can't remember it quite. But the little kid Jojo asks a question about why are Jews bad or something. And I, I feel like at the beginning, Hitler's tone is like, yeah, right. I don't, this is who, who knows. Yeah. I think that that's true. Which does not map onto Hitler's actual beliefs at that moment in time. Whereas then when he shows up all blown apart, I feel like, Oh wait, now this Hitler, this imaginary Hitler is being mapped to Hitler's own progression. Why didn't that start earlier? It felt, un, it felt uneven to me in terms of concept. Okay, I, I understand that, but I don't he, know. I, he was so Hitler was so um, blasé at the beginning. Did it bother you at all? No, I didn't think it was as fun. I, I guess I was not laughing at as many things as other people in the theater were. So I feel like there were definitely jokes that did not work for me, and sort of his affectation was one of them. I, I don't think the Hitler character worked well. Yeah. Okay, but you were won over by the heartwarming story of a small boy 
falling in love and having a friendship with a fat kid. <laughs> you like the fat kid jokes? I hated them. Okay. And it felt like a really cheap shot. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are fat kid jokes in a lot of movies. Yep. But I thought, he, no, I thought he did. The, I thought the kid, Jojo, was able to interact with people. You could see his progression. And even though it's in this fantasy world that doesn't make sense, like obviously all those things couldn't happen, but it just, it still is able to show like, I don't know, more of the political commentary of this, you know, this is not a good time to be a Nazi. And I'm trying to show sort of how ridiculous some of their thoughts are. And it's crazy that that needs to happen right now, but you know, there are people who don't disagree with Nazis. Okay. I agree. It's timely. Yeah. Some other things that don't pay off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's get back to those. Yeah. (laughs) The bullies at the camp at the beginning, the older boys. Yeah. And then you see them going off to war in the back of the truck and he's a jerk again. Mm-hmm. We had to have a scene of that kid coming back with an arm blown off or. Or why wasn't, why weren't they in that group of shell shocked soldiers that came back? Yeah. When they were riding bikes, I thought we were going to see them then. We should have. That seems obvious to me. And then the relationship with the girl is central to the movie. I would argue super important yes. that he meets her, finds out Jews aren't horrible people, falls in love. And it just, I mean, and so it doesn't also pay off. It's just like such a weird ending. We just dance. Well, they just dance. That's not a resolution. That's not a, that's not an indication of, I don't know, something learned or, uh, I hated the ending. Or that his dad doesn't come back. And his dad doesn't come back. That doesn't pay off. Okay. I know you think you're. You're winning, but I still have a good opinion of this film. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not. Truly, I'm not trying to convince you. Yeah. I'm happy you liked it. Okay. Every time you enjoy cinema, (laughs) I feel like that's a win. Okay. Uh, Also, I I just remembered, I don't like the vampire shadow movie. What are we doing? The shadows? Yeah. Oh, I do like it. And the TV show. Oh, okay. Sad. So I feel like some of the supporting characters were pretty uh, uneven where I like some and didn't like others. I think Sam Rockwell was good, but the people working with him, the guy from Game of Thrones and Rebel Wilson felt so out of place. Oh, who's the guy from Game of Thrones? His, his, his lieutenant. Yeah. I mean, why? Why have the gay innuendo? I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand what that adds. Oh, like, is that the reason that they helped the kid at the, you know, when the, uh, the Gestapo was at this house, but it's like, maybe it's more affecting to have just a, a, a normal soldier do that and show that some of them. It just felt like he was trying to be crazy for crazy sake to have him dress up in whatever you'd call that soldier drag. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I understand that there are soldiers that were gay. That's fine. But it just felt a little, uh, like how does that not detract from the main story? It's like this weird sideshow going on. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess, but I really, I actually really like Sam Rockwell too. I just, uh, he's a great actor too. That's the difference. I think Yeah, he, he really, he's <laughs> better at emoting maybe than some of the others. Well, better. And he does, he does. I mean, I feel like I believed his arc. I could see how he, he was going from the guy who got sent home, you know, 
in that first scene. By the end, I don't know. I just really felt it. Yeah. I followed him along each step of the way. Sort of jaded and then realizing some of the things that weren't right and then making that change. Things he disagreed with. Yeah. Because yeah. he hints that you get the little hint of it when they're at his house, when they're at JoJo's house. And then he saves his life. Had feelings of um, life is beautiful there. Right. You know that movie? I didn't, Just by name. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. seen it or it came out when I was really young. So probably not a elementary school movie for me. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't, you should watch it now. Okay. Life is beautiful. It's great. Everyone loved it. <laughs> did it? Did they? Yeah, everyone loved it when it came out. It was a huge hit. Uh-huh. I think it won the Academy Award, Best Foreign Language Film. Nice. It has a similar scene. All right. Are there things you then like or dislike beyond what we've talked about? I don't know if there's too much more what to did, say. What did you not like about Rebel Wilson? Oh. <laughs> I thought she was pretty funny. Really? I she she's just never anything different. She's always just Rebel Wilson. Yeah. I I don't know. I've like just been burned by her too many times. Okay. I don't watch a lot of Rebel Wilson. Maybe that's why. Did you watch the Hustlers movie? No. So bad. Okay. It was so bad. (laughs) It was like turned around scoundrels, but awful. Didn't mom love that she dressed like a trash bag in the the trailer? (laughs) Uh, She did not mention that to me, but I can imagine. Genius move. I think mom loved that joke. (laughs) found the target audience oh <laughs> uh, did you what did you think of uh the tone or the the crazy humor mixed with the people getting hung and i mean does that it was work? it was jarring it's jarring and i i guess maybe even the, the crazy humor a lot of the jokes like it's jokes that german nazis might make but i felt uncomfortable I don't know. I didn't think laughing about how bad Jews are or how evil they are was a good way to get laughs. I don't know. It, it, there were things that made me very uncomfortable about this movie. I think Watiti might be of Jewish descent. Do you know? I don't know. I think he is. That's based on, I think, hearing uh, interviews. But I can, I'm not 100% sure. Right. And I, I guess even... I don't know. I'm sure there were Jewish actors in this movie who thought these jokes were okay, but I can imagine people not thinking it was okay. And even saying stuff like that, I guess maybe that's where you have to admit it's a satire and it's comedy and you're being extreme to show a point, but it's hard to laugh at jokes like that. Well, that's maybe another reason why I don't like satire is you have to have it. You you have to be willing to do things that are in bad taste. That's the whole point. But why do why spend your time making something that's in bad taste? When you can just show good taste. Why not just make a movie like the Safdie brothers? <laughs> yeah, nothing offensive in those movies. <laughs> There's a few references to Jews in the, in the trailer for their new uncut gems, so I am going to be curious to see what stereotypes it plays on. Oh my gosh. Um, all right, I feel a little like we've talked through Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Right, let's, let's hit it with our rankings then, Ty. What are you going to rank Jojo Rabbit? Well, it's oh, it's all relative. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm going to. It's just not my kind of movie. So this is not. I'm not saying it doesn't have value for other people, but for me, it's a one. OK, uh, for me, I'm going to give it a four. What? <laughs> you, you, 
gave a lot of things you didn't like about it. And a lot of things I did like. I four. Wow. Okay. All right, guys. You're just keeping it interesting over here, I guess. Ty never knows. <laughs> Someone map out our rankings and see if Ty is on a bell curve or if I'm, on, I'm closer to a bell curve. I'm definitely closer to. I don't know if you, I'm, I'm closer to uniform distribution. I don't know about bell curve. Interesting. You think so? My average is lower for sure. Closer to 2.5, let's say. Oh, gosh. Well, who knows? <laughs> I guess three would actually be the middle. Three. <clears throat> That's right, guys. We can't give it a zero. I wouldn't give it a zero even if I could. You wouldn't have? No. I'm saving my zero for another film. <laughs> All right, uh, Ty, let's give one more recommendation for something that we've been watching, reading, or listening to. I watched Living With Yourself. Did you watch it? No, we watched the trailer and Remy wasn't so interested, but I want to watch it on my own. It very much is in that in this genre now of I feel like it's in like the Russian doll um, mosaic. Is that the name of the film? Maniac. Maniac. I mean, Maniac. It's in that genre, which I I like those films. I mean, those TV shows a lot. Um, It's not as good as those two, but it's worth watching, I think. Okay, I like Paul Rudd. Really? I think I've heard he's a jerk and it's like ruined Paul Rudd for me, but. He just seems so friendly. That's surprising. I know, I know, I know, exactly. But maybe he just turns it on for the camera. Yeah. It's goofy. It's weird watching him fight with himself. <laughs> like two actors, you know. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. Uh, all right, for me, I finished the book series Wheel of Time, which is definitely the nerdiest thing I've done in my life. <laughs> it's so nerdy, I don't even know what it is. It's the... There, Amazon is now making it into a mini series or series. Of course. So it's it's going to be hot soon. And I'm not early, but definitely before the show. <laughs> uh, and so I think it comes together. The author died after 11 books had been written. And Brandon Sanderson finished the last three. It really comes together. Oh, it's good. Okay. So if anyone has a year to read, I would suggest. It took you a year? Uh, yeah, I read about a book a month. They're long, big books. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not judging you. <laughs> we can't read that fast. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, and I read stuff in between. So just enjoyable. Maybe there's something wrong with me. That you don't read? I just don't want to read fantasy ever. Ever, ever. No, it's the same thing as satire. It's not good. For you. you don't want to do it. I'm a closed-minded person. Oh, man. I would not try Wheel of Time for your first fantasy book. <laughs> Deal. But for your, if, you're, if you've read fantasy in the past, you like Mistborn or maybe even Harry Potter, you could try Wheel of Time. It's pretty good. Isn't Harry Potter the first fantasy book anyone should read? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Once you're old, I don't know if you'd like it as much. Yeah, okay. I mean, as a kid, it's magical. It's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. Well, I, <laughs> we hope, I do. I also hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Mackie. <laughs> uh, all right. This has been Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And I wish you also were two feet away from us right now, wherever you are. Bye.